I don't know how much of that you saw. Whoops. But that's part of the message tonight. Uh, just it takes such incredible skill to do something like that. And I just think it's so amazing. Um, Cade rang me up and said, we're going to do a new series. It's going to be about rhythm and being in the rhythm of the spirit. And I was trying to draw out of him what he meant. Um, he was kind of saying, well, you know, it's a bit like the seasons, you know, there's planting and there's harvest and all that kind of stuff. And that doesn't really relate um, or resonate with me. I'm a city girl, so I don't kind of get, you know, seasons. Like there's always food in the supermarket, right? You know? Um, and so I was trying to work out my own sort of metaphor for this. And for me, it was the idea of an orchestra that came to mind. You know, this idea that we are meant to be in the rhythm of the spirit um, and that we're meant to be tuned towards playing uh, a beautiful piece of music. It's like God is this great composer and he's, and he's written this symphony of life and we're all invited to come and play in that symphony. But if we're going to do that, then we need to be in the rhythm. We need to be playing in the right rhythm. We need to be watching the conductor. And, uh, you know, the conductor is Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit. And if you saw those, the, the musicians there, they've got their eye on the conductor. And so I think it's a great metaphor for the kind of idea we're trying to get across um, about how we live in the spirit, how we live in the rhythm that God has set for us in the music that he wants us to play. So that's the picture that I want you to take away. And um, so with that in mind, let me just read to you a really well-known passage from Matthew chapter 11. Uh, and this is um, in the message paraphrase. Are you tired, says Jesus, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Work with me and work, sorry, walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn how to live freely and lightly. I think it's a beautiful passage in the paraphrase because, you know, in the NIV it says, take my yoke upon you. Uh, but no one really gets what a yoke is these days. So I love this picture of living in the rhythms of God's grace. And what we're trying to do over the next few weeks is learn how to live in the rhythms of grace. It's interesting that it says, you know, the unforced rhythms. It almost sounds like it's saying, oh, you know, you become a Christian and you float along on this little musical cloud and it's all so easy. And we all know that it's not like that. But Jesus is saying here to us, learn the, the rhythms of grace. They're not innate to us. So they feel uncomfortable and, and forced as we, as we start off. But Jesus says, come to me and learn from me so that you can play in the right rhythm. For me, I'm trying to learn the rhythm of fasting. That, that doesn't feel unforced to me. All you have to do is look on my Facebook page and you'll see that I'm a foodie. And so if I wake up and it's fasting day, I'm like, oh, no, it's fasting day. I'm learning that rhythm. I'm learning the rhythms of grace. I just think there's so many parallels between living in the grace of God um, and, and playing in an orchestra. So, you know, those, those uh, musicians, as they come, what, what would they have done before they could get into that place of playing that beautiful piece of music? 
They would have had to practice. So they would have had to have spend time by themselves with the music before they come together. So for us, we've got to spend time alone in the presence of Jesus and learn from him uh, before we can come together and play a beautiful piece of music. What else do those musicians have to do? They, they need to tune. They need to tune their instruments. They need to be... They need to be listening, don't they? They need to be listening to the other musicians and what they sound like, yeah. And they have to be playing the right part. Each one of those instruments would have had a different part to play. And we've got to, have, we've got to be playing our part, not trying to play anybody else's part. In a musical score, there'll be rests for certain instruments at certain times. And we've got to be willing to step back sometimes because it's not our part yet and then we come forward when it's our part. So I think there are so many great illustrations, so, so many great parallels that we can draw with an orchestra. But the main thing I want you to take away is that the life we live as Christians is meant to be part of playing God's music. So it's not meant to be some dead, um, some dead words on a page that we're trying to put awkwardly into practice. It's about playing a beautiful piece of music. That's the end goal. That's the end goal. And as we tune ourselves to God, as we seek to live in the spirit, then more and more we're going to be able to play, individually and together, the music that God wants us to play. And people are going to be able to hear the music of our lives. You know, whenever musicians play like that in a public place, you see how people are drawn to it. And sure, some people are going to hate the music that we play, but there's going to be many who are drawn. The more that we can live in the spirit, the more that we can be in the rhythms of God's grace, the more people are going to be drawn to us. Tuning is an important thing, and that's actually what I want to mostly talk about tonight. Does anyone know what this is? Tuning fork. You know that. That's, that's cool. Um, because mostly people tune with a, like a, what do you call it, a digital tuner these days. That's what you use, right? Digital tuner? Yeah, yeah. So, so these are a bit old school. I know I had one at home somewhere and I couldn't find it. So I went down to the music shop and I said to the girl at the desk, hey, would you have a tuning fork? And she kind of looked at me blankly, said no. Uh, and then I went down to the guy in the, in the piano section who I knew him and he owned the shop. And I said to him, oh, would you happen to have a tuning fork? I, I just, I don't actually want to do anything musical with it. I just want to use it as an illustration. And he said, oh, okay. He said, are you going into the school or something? And I said, well, actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to teach at church about something. And he had this little eye roll. But then he went to his um, box of tools and he said, oh, look, I haven't used these for years, but you can have this one. You can borrow it. So that was really cool. So let me show you how it works. so beautiful when you're in tune. The other meaner illustration I could have used, I'm supposed to be talking to this, um, the other meaner illustration is I could have made um, Pete here take his guitar out of tune, turn one of the strings out of tune and then play the chord and you would hear how horrible it sounds. Uh, maybe we won't do that, I won't put you through that. But just the point I want to make is that I see the scriptures as our tuning fork. They're the things that we've got to listen to and go, oh, 
that's what I'm meant to sound like. That's what I'm meant to sound like. So, you know, when I'm coming to church, what am I meant to sound like? Honour one another above yourselves. That's what I'm meant to sound like. I'm not meant to sound like, oh, that person is really annoying. No, no, no. Honour one another above yourselves. And what am I meant to sound like in the workplace? Am I meant to sound like, ha, everybody here is an idiot? No. Live at peace with everyone. That's, so I've got to tune myself. I've got to tune myself to, to this tuner, this tuner here. And that's what we're meant to do as we reflect on the scriptures. Tune our lives so that our lives start playing beautiful music. Not horrible, raucous, out-of-tune notes, but beautiful, tuneful music. I want us to read through Romans 12 today because I think it's a great illustration of um, how we can tune our lives. And we can tune our lives, or we need, I think, to tune our lives in three areas. We need to tune our lives towards God in an upward direction. Um, and Romans 12, 1 to 2 is going to help us with that. We also need to tune our lives towards community. And thirdly, we need to tune our lives towards love for outsiders. So let's make a start on this. Uh, let me read to you from Romans chapter 12. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good and pleasing and perfect will. So that's how we tune ourselves towards God. It's um, a tuning of surrender. Our lives are to be offered as a living sacrifice to God. So um, I think, you know, surrender is hopefully something that you did when you began your Christian journey. You offered yourself to God. You said, God, no longer my way, but I'm going to do it your way. I'm going to follow you. I'm so glad, Pete, you did that song uh, about uh, surrender. I surrender. Because that's, you know, such a uh, sort of a fundamental Christian principle of Christian living. Our lives are not our own. We are bought with a price. And if you don't get that, if you, don't, if you can't do that, if you can't offer yourself to God, then you're not going to be able to play his music. It's kind of the first step. But I think also that as we go through our Christian life, there are often key times when we have to re-surrender ourselves to God. It might be because we're going through a difficult season or it might be because there's a change and we've got to surrender the past and move on to something new. You know, for me, I've often talked to people about my elderly mother and how, you know, when she went into the nursing home, it was so difficult and I had to spend so much time with her trying to help her adjust. And at the beginning, I really fought that process. I said, God, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be spending my time doing this. And God was calling me to surrender, to surrender that season or this season, an ongoing season. And, you know, it's got better as we've gone on. But, um, you know, it's still a an act of surrender. I give my Saturday morning up to spending time with her. 
So surrender is an ongoing thing. And as a part of that, you know, the next verse that we read, we need to be transformed to play the music of God. So rather than being conformed to the pattern of this world or the, or the mould of this world, God calls us, no, be transformed into a new mould or a new pattern. So I think our cultural mould that we kind of born into or grow up into, for a lot of us, is quite a strong mould. It's a very individualistic mould. It says you've got to be successful. You've got to fulfil your dreams. You've got to live the good life. Do what feels good to you. That's the pattern of this world. But God, if we're going to play his music, he's saying, no, don't be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by a renewing of your mind so that you fit into my mould. What, what does it feel like to be moulded? Over at Queanbeyan, the kitties had some uh, moulding clay. And, you know, you can squeeze it and fit it into a different shape. But what does it feel like? What if you're that piece of clay? What does that feel like? There's heat being applied. There's pressure being applied. It's not going to be feel all that good. And I think we've got to be prepared as believers who are going to go on with Jesus and, and do what he's called us to do and live like he's called us to live and play his music. We've got to be willing to allow him to go through and mould us and mould us. I think that process of surrender is hard because Satan plays an old, old lie in our heads whenever we're going through something like that. Whenever God is transforming us and remoulding us, Satan's there in the background going, aha, I told you, that God you worship, he's a tyrant. He's a, he's a slave driver. He likes to see you suffer. The underlying thing is God is, your God is not good, you know. And, and that's what Satan said to Jesus in the wilderness. You're not the son of God. You wouldn't be going through all this if you were the son of God. Your God is not good. And we've got to stand against that lie together and say, no, that's not true. God is good and he's going to work all things in my life to good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. You know, God didn't give my mother dementia to teach me a lesson. No, dementia comes as a result of the brokenness of our world and the frailty of our human nature. But God takes all the difficulties in our lives and he uses it to mould us and make us different so that he can play his music through our lives. You know, for me, I know that I'm a more compassionate person because I've gone through this thing with my mother. I'm, I'm much quicker to listen to people who are going through hard things. And so the music of my life is starting to sound more like God's music. Let me share with you um, just quickly. I don't know if anyone's read this this beautiful book by a guy called David Bennett. He's a gay man and he gave his life to Jesus in a pub in Sydney. And this is his story and he talks about this whole thing of surrender and how he had to surrender his sexuality to God. He says, the choice to give myself completely to God was not one I made as an indifferent, unfeeling robot. My heart was tender, bleeding, human. And it was the costly sacrifice I was offering him, a sacrifice that cannot be put into words. It went against the natural forces that raged within me, 
but God promised me grace and resurrection strength to help in my weakness. I was becoming a real disciple. It's a beautiful book. If you haven't read it, I cried all the way through it. But, you know, you're not a disciple if you haven't surrendered your life to God. And sometimes I think about the little things that I've had to surrender. I had to give up my Saturday mornings. Oh, poor me. You know, the people that, that Josh is leading to faith in Izmir, they, they get rejected by their whole family. That's the cost of their discipleship. And we've got to be tuned in our relationship with God to the tune of surrender, to surrender. Let's talk about tune towards community and inward tuning. You know, the faith journey is, um, is not an individual journey. It's actually a corporate journey. We're meant to do it together. We're not meant to be doing it on our own. God is not particularly interested in solo performers. He wants a whole orchestra, a whole orchestra present. Um, and so we've got to tune our lives towards living and serving together. That's something that's really, um, that's not in our culture. It's an individualistic culture. We have to learn to listen to this different way of living, this tuning towards community living. And I've got a bit of an exercise for you guys. I'm not going to do all the work tonight. So I've got on a slide... Um, oh, that was the answer to the question I'm going to ask. That's okay. Can we go back? Don't look at that. <laughs> that gives you a little hint. Can we go to back to the where it says activities? Is there a slide that says, why didn't that one load? Oh, okay, never mind. I'll tell you what it is. <laughs> I want some people, how can I split you in half? Because it doesn't go half very easily. Maybe some of you folks can wander over to this side. And, and maybe in a, just a few small groups... What I want this side of the room to do is... Ah, there we are. Lovely. Thank you. Um, I want you to have a quick look at Romans uh, from 12.3 to 13 and see if you can find maybe two or three points um, that teach us how we have to tune our lives towards community. Okay? Find two or three points. And then the other side of the room... I want you to have a look at Romans um, 12, 14 to 21 and see what it says. How are we to tune our lives towards outsiders? So what we're trying to ask ourselves is what should my life sound like? Keep in mind, this is not an exercise in condemnation. You know, God is incredibly gracious. He takes us where we're at. This is just a tuning exercise. Musicians don't feel bad when their instrument's out of tune. They just fix it, okay? All right, so can you guys go and do that for five minutes? And I'll have a drink and I'll come back and see if you've got two or three points. So how did we go with tuning ourselves towards corporate living? Yell out a couple of things that you need to tune to. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay, so listening to each other and becoming aware of each other's gifting and each other's part that we, we're all playing. Yep, excellent. Anything else? Patient. That's hard. Patient and accepting of where people are at. Thank you. Anything else? Yep. 
Yeah, absolutely. Really, really great points. Did anyone want to add anything else? The summary that I put down was we've got to tune our thinking, collaboration, not competition. We've got to tune our attitudes, sincere love, devoted. I heard you pick up on devoted, honouring each other. We've got to tune ourselves towards consistency and passion. That's one of the verses that spoke most to me. Keep your spiritual zeal serving the Lord. Um, you know, I was away on holidays just before this and I saw the message pop up that was all in this week and I thought, oh, I think I'll just pretend I'm still on holidays and I won't come. And then I read that verse and I thought, ah, no, that's not an option. Um, so tuning our attitudes. Um, I guess a symphony is a long piece, a long piece of music. So we've got to prepare ourselves for the long journey. Um, I think joyfulness and patience, prayer as we help each other on the journey, sometimes we're going to run out of steam. Someone else can come alongside and pray for us. Sharing with each other keeps us going the full length of, of, the, of the music. What about tune towards outsiders? What did you guys get? Yep, okay. Yeah, that's great. Mourn with those who mourn. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Yep, cool. Anything else? Michelle, come on, you've got one there. I can tell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yep, that's beautiful. Yep. Anything else? What do we do with evil that we come across in the world? Dylan? Yeah. Bless, don't curse. Repay evil with good. Overcome evil with good. That's a really challenging passage. So, yeah, there's some um, insights from Romans 12 about how we can tune our lives towards God so that we can play the music he wants us to play. Can I encourage you to t pick out one of those verses, just one of them, and write it down somewhere, stick it in your phone somewhere or something and reflect on it during the week. You know, we don't have to tune ourselves by our own strength, but we're inviting the Holy Spirit to come and say, God, come and transform me. Help me, help me live this way towards the people in my workplace. Help me be committed to a community and, and to be able to live in that community in that committed way. One verse, I want to encourage you. Let's just finish. I want to read this verse to you again. Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Living in the rhythms of grace is about being in a relationship with Jesus. It's not this dead word that's this man that lived 2,000 years ago. No, Jesus is alive. He was resurrected and he lives now in the fullness of the presence of God, fully human, fully man and yet fully God. And he invites us into relationship with him. He invites us to come and spend time with him that we can... Uh, absorb from him resurrection life and bring it with us into our every day. And I want to ask you today, who's with me? Who's going to spend time with resurrected Jesus this week? Who's going to come and do it? It's so worth it. It's such a privilege, guys. 
And if you don't know how to do that, if you're going, well, that doesn't make any sense to me. What do I do? I'm sitting in my chair. How do I spend time with Jesus? I want to ask you, please talk to someone about that. Talk to Murray. Talk to, um, to Ryan. Talk to Pete. You know, and, and ask them, how do I do this? Because he is here and he is alive. Amen? Let me pray. Jesus, we thank you for the calling that you place on us to, to come and live and walk with you. We thank you that you want to do a beautiful work in our church, in our lives, individually and corporately. You want us to play beautiful music that draws people towards you, that glorifies God. So help us, help us Lord, to tune our lives to the tone of the Spirit. Help us to tune our lives to the tone of surrender. Help us to tune our lives into community living and help us to tune our lives to love those around us that you call us to. Lord, we thank you that you don't ask us this in our own strength, but um, you, you provide the power of the Holy Spirit to do that. So, Lord, pour it out upon us and help us to walk with you this week. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.